What's up, guys? Welcome to Lead the Table podcast. This is number six. And Cruz and I thought it was a good idea to just do a random, uh, like a random thought podcast where we're just going to throw out random questions or this or that and just spitball it. So I'm sure you guys are in for a good one today. How are you doing, Cruz? Doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty excited to get this uh, random oddball podcast going. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one for sure. Um, me and you went mountain biking yesterday. Yeah, that was a that was a blast. That was a yeah. butt kicker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need to do it more so we can go out a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I, didn't, uh, I didn't expect it to be. Uh, looking at those hills, they didn't look too, too crazy. Uh, I definitely underestimated them for sure <clears throat> yeah yeah one day um we'll have to because i think my bikes my my uh i have a two bike hitch i believe it's two bikes and so if not we could just throw them in the back of my truck but we'll have to go by palmdale oh yeah yeah there for sure. go hit those ones look so it, it's not as rocky until you get down the back side where um lake elizabeth road is okay once you come down now, to the backside, it's a little bit rocky over there, but the trail there okay. isn't isn't that bad. Okay. Is the the ground more solid? Because I know the hills we were going through, there was a lot of sand, and uh, yeah. that was kind of a pain to to uh, <clears throat> excuse me to go through. Yes and no. Um, you, it's so over here. It's real rocky, so and your tires kind of bounce, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard to keep that forward motion. And then over here, like, you know, going uphill, even though it's, it's kind of, some of it was sandy and some of it was rock, but it was right. like little rock. So it was hard to keep the momentum going because your mm-hmm. tires are bouncing over there. There's not as much rock going up, but there are some soft spots going <clears throat> up. So okay. you kind of got to just read the road the best you can. All right, you solid. know, and and hit the solid uh, patches and stuff, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit funner over there. Like you could be out a little bit longer, and uh-huh. then not seem as long because there's uh, a lot more. It's a lot more mountainous over there, whereas here we only got like a couple spots of mountain. And you yeah, kinda gotta drive far. To, yeah, you gotta drive or not drive. You gotta ride far to go get to them. Whereas these ones are just you're just hitting right, right. hill after hill. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. Hopefully, there's not too many rattlesnakes out there. Yeah, yeah, that was intense. That was a pretty fat one too. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I like I'm, as long as they don't bite me. I like seeing snakes out on the road. Yeah, yeah. snakes don't. They don't really bother me. Um, you know, if I leave them alone, they leave me alone. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. really scared of them. <clears throat> What's funny is uh, I actually don't like spiders more. Then I don't like uh, snakes. Really? 
Yeah, like uh, I used to uh, when I worked on base, I was sitting in our office chair, uh-huh. and uh, my seat was kind of scooted out, and I happened to look down, and right when I looked down, there was those sun spot sun scorpions. You know, they call them sun scorpions. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's essentially, a camel spider that's out right. here. Yeah, but it was like right by my foot, just a little ways away, and scared the living crap out of me. But I was more scared of that. I mean, not scared of that, but it because I played with it after to see why they call it a scorpion, you know, and you could see it curling its back like it had a stinger, which they don't. Yeah, it just pretends to do that. <clears throat> it just pretends, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're just to me. They're I just I hate spiders. Okay. I don't know. I, I think spiders are pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel any one way or the other about them. Um, like black widows, if they're in the house, I guess, yeah, I'll kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, if they're outside, I'll usually just leave them alone because they help with the bug control. <clears throat> they, eat, they eat like roaches or flies or another, any other myriad of things. Right, right. <clears throat> kind of nature's way of bug control in a way. As, uh, speaking of base, when I forgot, dude, when I was out there, um, I worked with this old man and he got there first before I did. Mm-hmm. I walked in, put my stuff down, and then me and him both walked out uh, just before our shift started to go check out the, the rig that we were on. Uh-huh. And uh, when I walked out, he walked out first, and then I walked out. And from the corner of my eye, it looked like like a rolled-up um, aluminum foil or something. Uh-huh. And I look, and it's a baby rattlesnake, dude, that's sitting right oh, in the, the corner of the door that we had just walked through. Wow. But it was like March or April, so it didn't. it wasn't really warm out yet. It, it yeah. came inside to get warm. Wow, that's it. Wow. I've never, I don't so, think I've ever seen a baby rattlesnake. Yeah, this one was only like, it was under a foot. It was like eight to ten inches. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, if that that's the only time I had truly been freaked out by a snake because I didn't see it. Yeah. And I walked by it twice. Me and my buddy walked by it twice. You and know, it wasn't rattling before. at you guys or anything? Uh-uh, because it was, it was only like, probably 50 degrees outside, maybe 40s. I don't remember exactly, but it was still pretty cold outside. Okay. So it, it had to have just barely, maybe it even went in there be, uh, after my buddy went inside, you know, from the time I got, th- my buddy got there until to, I got there. Yeah. So what, because if it had been warmed up, you know, there long enough and warmed up, I think it probably would have str- uh, struck us, one of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I probably didn't have enough energy built up to to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I think it was still cold, so it couldn't have been there long. Yeah, that could have been really bad. Yeah. I know that they they can't when they're younger. They don't really control their uh, venom output. <clears throat> they kind of yeah, send it all out at once. Yeah, that's why the the they used to have that myth that they were more deadly or more venomous. But it, it's like you're saying they just can't control their venom yet, so they yeah. just let it all out. Man, that's wild. Yeah, that was that was an exciting day to say the least. Uh, so, uh, did you guys? So uh, back to the snake. Did you guys have to get it removed, or how did it? So there was a. We have 
I'm sure you have them on on the main base too. But over at the rocket site, we had like animal people. That was their main yeah. job. But they okay, were yeah, certified, we have that. certified in in um, like animal wildlife. Removal. Yeah, I guess is a good name. So like any time there was like tortoises or you know this or that. Okay. Um, seen a tarantula out there one time too. That was pretty cool. Pretty big yeah, tarantula. Seen, yeah, I've seen a few tarantulas out here. I was actually uh, I had some concrete removed, and there was actually two tarantulas living under there. <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah. See, that's the that, I, that's why I say I hate spiders more than um, snakes because I've held snakes, all kinds of snakes. Not not um non venomous. Yeah, non venomous, obviously, but I uh I will never hold a tarantula. Never. That's probably the only thing I would never do. Why is that? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. I just feel like they can uh, bite you at any time. It is and it's not that they're poisonous or nothing, but right. I just feel like uh, like a king snake, I've held held a king snake right in front of my face, and it didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? They just and it was a wild one, like one that my buddy caught over in Tatchpee and put in yeah. a tank. You know, so it was not too long ago. It was wild, <laughs> and it still didn't bite me or nothing. Okay, but it was tarantula. I don't know if those necessarily can be trained. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they can be trained, but even then, they still can bite. Yeah, um, I just maybe if I had like a like, long sleeve on. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I had a long sleeve on with leather gloves, I would probably hold one. But okay, yeah, I, I've heard of not bare skin. I've heard of a story of them biting somebody, but like I said, they're not uh, venomous, but they do their bite is pretty pretty bad. Like it'll hurt, and their fangs can get stuck in your skin too. <laughs> And then they'll just, they'll just grow a new set. Dude, um, that's crazy. Yeah, but I think the... I don't think king snakes are really aggressive. They're more like they'll eat other snakes, like uh, the rattler, like Mojave greens or, or rodents and stuff. But um, I don't think they really have an aggressive mentality. I will tell you, speaking of snakes, um, I saw a, a red racer out here not too long ago. Those things are fast. <clears throat> Dude, yeah. I, I, I've I only remember. I've only seen one in the entire time that I've lived out here, but the one that I saw, man, that thing was lightning quick. I it was kind of hard for me to perceive what I was seeing, but it was just moving yeah. so fast. Are are those poisonous? I can't remember. I don't think so. No, I I, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't think they are either. Um, I seen one when I was like real little, and I remember the truck we were driving and everything. My my grandpa had a 1970, I can't remember the exact year, but it was 1970 Chevy Longbed. Mm-hmm. And it was my grandpa driving, me in the middle, and then my dad on my right side. And I was probably five to six years old around there. And uh, we were off of, uh, off of uh, 30th East out that way. And, uh, you know, how it's like pretty much desert out, out that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, when you get more North, um, we had turned from their street on the 30th and we were driving and, uh, we, we seen it cr- like go in the middle of the road 
look at us and then keep going. Whoa. It was pretty crazy. That yeah. is pretty crazy. <clears throat> That's the only time I've ever seen one. I've never seen one up close or nothing, but that was the yeah, they don't, only time I've seen one. They don't really let you get too close as far as snakes go. This one, I think I was probably like 15 feet or so, and he just started bolting. He just started gunning for it. Man, I don't – it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're quick, man. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know they were uh, in this area, but apparently so. Especially when you see how slow the other snakes, like even that rattlesnake we've seen, it went yeah, kind of fast. More casual about it, but it was like, more a little, casual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a little bit of sense of urgency that like you could tell that they're actually like putting effort into it. Yeah. But with the red racer, it's just like it looks Gone. like they're not even trying, but they're still yeah. moving fast. You know, almost like they're in water. Like, like yeah, gliding. yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly. Gliding. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, those are those are cool, man. Yeah. My, Speaking uh, of wildlife, though, um, I've seen a a bobcat. Back to going on base, uh, I saw a bobcat uh, one time when I was running on the track at night. That was pretty wild too. I didn't expect to see it there because the how big the was in, it? Um, it was probably like three feet tall. It was sitting down. Okay. Yeah, so it was. It looked like it, it might have been a, a younger one, but um, yeah, because the rabbits they'll at night they'll eat the grass of the infield in the track oh, yeah. and the so baseball field yeah and so uh it just sits there and watches them <clears throat> but uh yeah it was it was pretty wild i didn't know that they come up that close off the mountains from the from the or sorry from the adjacent mountains to the desert area <clears throat> you know where the uh the medical building is the clinic or the yeah, the, clinic. the big the big uh complex where there used to be a hospital like Isn't two... it the same? No, there's two different buildings because there's one clinic near the flight line, and then there's another oh. big complex where the yeah. hospital used to be. Okay, I, I didn't <laughs> know that was a because I know that they had um, EMTs and paramedics over there also. Yeah, but I didn't know that that was necessary. I thought that was just for um, pilots or something. Like you know, I never really was sure what that was for. Okay. But, uh, yeah. That makes, but that makes sense. Um, I'm talking about the the big one that used to be a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know where that's at. That's by the by the fire station. Yep. Yeah. So I was I had made a left out of there, and was going to be passing the fire station. I think I just mm-hmm. passed the fire station. You know how you stop right there and then you then you keep going. Yeah. So I look to my left and there's a coyote up there and it's like crouched down. Like it's about to get a rabbit or something. It was pretty cool. Oh man did did you I, uh, see, did you see him grab anything or did you just kind no, of drove I was, past? I was just driving by, but I did okay. let um, the paramedics know that I was working with. I let them okay. know, hey, there's a coyote over here, and they're like, all yeah. right, well, nothing we can do about it. <laughs> all some, right, some so of them can get, know. yeah, some of them can get squirrely with uh, with the. Uh, being surrounded by human activity a lot because then they won't really have that fear of humans. Cause I know there's a mm-hmm. lot on uh, a lot of people that live on base, obviously. So they're used to the human activity because uh, with like uh, the coyotes that live more out in the secluded areas, they kind of just run away and are skittish. But from the coyotes that I've seen on base, they're pretty uh, courageous. They're, I've, yeah. I was driving. So 
I was taking that main road that goes through base housing to the fire station you were just talking about. Okay. When I was yeah, passing yeah. by, I saw a pack of coyotes. There's probably like four or five of them running down one of the neighborhood streets in a pack. Wow. I thought that was pretty wild. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was you like, man, that's crazy. A, you want to hear a crazy coyote story my dad told me? Yeah, he shoot. Was, uh, he grew up in uh, Lake Isabella. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he was walk He went somewhere with his buddy. Okay. And they they went back to their house. Mm-hmm. And then my dad had um you know what I think it was his buddy took his dad's um six shooter just in okay. case. And uh they were gonna they were just riding to go drop my dad off, I guess, but they were t- taking bicycles. And it was at night and uh they were just kinda cruising and then all of a sudden they're like, man, I feel like something. And it's, you know, out there, there was like no street street lights or nothing. So you can't yeah. see nothing. So his buddy takes the pistol out and shoots it in the air. And they're just like surrounded by coyotes. Oh, man. So they just took off and just tried to haul butt back to the house. And I think they had uh, my dad's. So my grandpa drop off the friend. Because they nuts. seen that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, if they if they get you in a pack, they don't care. They'll, they'll try to go right after you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They're lucky they didn't, man. Yeah, then we wouldn't have this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. That was definitely back in the day before uh, my dad even met my mom. Yeah, he was he was probably like twelve, thirteen at the time. So we're oh around man, <clears throat> still quite a years away. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one time he was driving down to uh, – he used to have a street legal uh, dirt bike. And uh, – oh, no, no. He, it was when he had his little 80. He had a little 80. And uh, he was coming back from somewhere. And out there, uh, the tarantulas migrate. So, really? Yeah. So he, he, he comes up to this road, and he stopped for a second, and the road – he said it looked like it was moving. There were so many tarantulas that it looked like the road was moving. So he had wow. to he, he went like you know fifth gear pin through it so none of them can jump hop up on him. Right on there, hitchhike. Yeah, <clears throat> that's wild. I never I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That'd have been funny though if you just driving through and you end up with a bunch of tarantulas crawling up your leg. Well, oh, funny, funny for them, not for me. But <clears throat> yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be a a funny story later. At the at the moment, I have to change my underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you got any uh, random thoughts? Not really. Just uh, looking forward to being able to go out and about business as usual whenever the time comes yeah so i heard because la county did a um indefinite safe at home yeah order um i heard that santa clarita and lancaster and palmdale signed a rebuttal against them against that saying saying uh like 
I think they even classified themselves as sanctuary cities against that. Okay. Against that order. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked into that. I heard about it. Um yeah. and then I saw something about it on social media, but I didn't really read the story about it. Yeah. I'm just I'll have to look into it and see what what's all entailed in that. <clears throat> but yeah, I I really think it's uh short sighted. After seeing over the past few months the results, you know, it's not one size fits all for the entire county of LA or LA County because yeah. you know obviously we're not as densely populated as LA County is and so the cases are way lower than <clears throat> than down below. Right. And so I don't think right. it's it's really wise to continue to classify an area that's not experiencing the same um effects and inundation of cases yeah it, it shouldn't be a uh a county One yeah county wide. <clears throat> be, yeah because i mean even if you look at um kern county right you got bakersfield that's yeah pretty heavy populated but it, i mean even then they're pretty similar to lancaster and palmdale but right. but they're more of kern county they're the most populated city yeah you know so you can't treat them the same as boron yeah, or, or Roseman North Edwards or, or, or Roseman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so it haven't. should really yeah. be up to uh, the mayor, I think. Right. That's overseeing that city. Yep. Yeah, there's no reason why that people who live an hour and a half away should have to have their lives affected by some supervisor. Yeah. Decision I, when it doesn't even, even it's not apples to apples, you know. Yeah, yeah, and on that same thing, like even what the uh, how, what the uh, governor's thing is, the different phases and stuff. Yeah, they should have different parameters, cities, you know, in different in different phases. Like the mayor's yeah. gonna say, says, okay, well, well, since I'm the mayor of like Guzetti, that's over the mayor of Los Angeles, we're gonna stay in phase two or phase three or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, but Elmo Valley, yeah, we'll go to phase four. Yeah, you know, open everything up, but stay within the safety protocols right. or whatever. whatever Unfortunately, the thing about that, uh, with the phases and such, they LA City drives the way LA County conducts its policies. Yeah, and dude. So what? What's unfortunate is that the smaller cities, as obviously is the case right now, they get sucked into that so since la's experienced a lot of cases la county's like okay well we need to take this measure and then unfortunately the measure sweeps across you know like little rock palmdale yeah clarita lake isabel all that stuff yep yeah because i mean what if what if you live in acton and you're having to do the same things that people in la are having to deal with it's it's like it's not really it's not right doesn't even make sense nope <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad I definitely don't don't reside in those counties because it seems like we are pretty fortunate to not have to deal with the nonsense that goes on over there. Yeah, Kern, next Kern door county, they actually lifted their um, 
I don't know if they lifted everything, but like you don't have to have the face mask. No, yeah, they they definitely dialed back a few few measures. I mean, it's not full blown. Everything's opened open. up business as usual, right. but they've relaxed a lot of the measures that were in place. Because I mean, even LA, as, oh, sorry, even as current as a county, the cases weren't that great in number, and so it didn't really make sense to keep protracting this out. Yeah, <laughs> even a. In Kern County, a few of the first ones were uh, visitors. Yeah, yeah, they were out of town. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But I also saw an interesting story um, in New York where a majority of the... So they say, a majority of the cases that people were getting infected weren't even those... Uh, like the newer cases weren't even people who were out and about that were having to work. It was people who were mm-hmm. staying at home mostly and were being isolated. That were the, the most um, types of people that were being affected by it now. Cause I guess they're saying that, you know, if you're out and about, you're kind of getting uh, those like micro doses or vitamin D and the sunlight you're, you're exposing yourself and you're, you're gaining uh because I guess the sun, the UV rays is pretty much poison for the virus. And so they were saying how people that were staying at home were kind of just, uh, it was kind of undercutting their immune system. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll see. That's why I'm so, uh, something that I wanted to hit on a little bit, uh, I mean, we could we could do it now, or we can save it for our next podcast. But like uh, in Isaiah, and Isaiah, Isaiah one seventeen, it says, "Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the widow's cause." Like so, those two, those two lines that say, "Seek justice and correct oppression." You know what I mean? Like, to me, that applies to what's going on right now. Like you were saying, how um, they want us to stay safer at home, but yet uh, being out and about is better, right? Because you you know, they said that the sunlight kills the virus and stuff, so it's just the incorrect order, I guess you should, you could say like the oppressive order of keeping us locked up when it's better to be out. Yeah. I don't really think about that question too much, but it's, I, uh, just something I stumbled upon before we, we started this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm not, Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, can't even speak. <clears throat> it's. I think that the sunlight thing, obviously, that helps. But yeah, the way they were making it sound like was to you know kind of shield yourself off from the world. But um, but then they were and then they were saying, oh, you know, get out, get sunlight. But oh, you can't go to the park. You can't go to the yeah. beach. You can't. Yeah. You can't go here. You can't like all these places. But then right. they were also saying how uh, uh, back to 
was kind of in the beginning. Oh, don't wear a mask. It doesn't work. And then to wear a mask, it doesn't. So it's right. like they're constantly like moving the goalpost. And so I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people were um, really skeptical of what the government was saying because it was uh, it's just back and forth. Been back and forth. Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I could see the frustration where people were upset with. Uh, even now, you know, like at the beach, there you can't stand around. You have to keep walking. But at the store, you know, you're in close you're proximity to people. Yeah. yeah, and then you know you have the small businesses that aren't allowed to be open yet. You know, you got the big, <clears throat> the big brands that are able to take on customers. Um, and then you got cops that aren't even wearing masks that are arresting people yep. for not wearing masks. So it's just, yeah, it's a lot of double talk. So, so I, I can see why people um, are not really taking what the government's saying seriously. And it's good to, to um, uh, scrutinize the government at times. But um, I don't know if I would call it oppression necessarily. I do think that they're overreaching um, in their uh, authority because they're at the end of the day, they're all representatives. They're not. They're not leaders, quote unquote, in that right. sense. They're supposed to reflect what people's the people's will is, um, and I think that these individuals in certain states and cities are taking it a bit too far. Uh, but at the same time, if they didn't go too far with the measures, then they'd get blamed because you know X amount of people died. Um, but if they take it too far then people are going to say oh you know you implemented too many measures and so it was really like a no win in certain situations but right i don't i don't know i think everybody kind of loses on this one <clears throat> yeah i got i got a question for you what yeah. do you as far as america's government goes who would you classify under authority like legit authority in what sense i mean like when you say um like you know how they say our governors and and mayors and stuff like that they have there are higher authority do you yeah. do you who who here's a better way of putting it who in our government do you see as is having authority? Well, the, there's different the way that it's set up. So the states have their own individual rights. Um, so that way, the federal government can't just broad stroke um, every state under the same exact rules for certain for a lot of things, you know, like how states have certain rules for speed limits or um, uh, what's another one, automobile sales or uh, agriculture, <clears throat> you know, each state has a better, most of the time, a better understanding of what's going on in their own state than DC does. So I think authorities divvied up into different um umbrellas and so i the way i see it is 
I don't know if people have a good understanding of the people are delegating authority to the representatives, whether, you know, the Congress Senator for the States and mm-hmm. for their elected officials in DC. So I think authority is ultimately given by the people to these individuals that are in office. Um, so the rules or laws that are set are people's votes basically because if a person is running on this policy and someone is voting for that person who is representing uh this policy uh or change or reduction in law or whatever then that's basically them saying okay i'm giving you this voice to change my country or state in this way so i'm giving you the authority to do that by putting you in office so I think ultimately authority comes from the people that elect the officials. But also if people are unsatisfied with the way things are going and yet they choose to not vote or choose to continue to vote for the same popular names, well then, you know, that's either laziness or willful ignorance. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. If that makes I, sense. I... I think uh, I think there is uh, some truth to that. I think that we do, like you're saying, we elect people that, or we vote for people in these specific positions. But like you were saying, they they delegate the authority. Yeah, like we don't necessarily vote for them to be put in a place of authority, right? Except for people that enforce laws or uh policies which would which would come down from the judicial judicial system right Mm -hmm. judges to sheriffs to uh district attorneys i believe you know those those different people that have um badges that say they're basically enforcers of the law i think in America when you're talking about specific positions and specific people, I mm. think it's, I think it's the only people, I mean, to me, in my eyes, the only people that have uh, authority as far as um, like, uh, like getting, how do I say this? Like the president can't arrest you. You know what I mean? He's right. not put in position to arrest you. We have yeah. officers and that yeah. and 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 the reason for that being that the sheriffs are supposed to abide by the constitution. So if you yeah. have all these other officials, governors, mayors that that we may have voted for them to be in position and to delegate power, they can't or shouldn't um put forth something that's unconstitutional because the sheriffs have the authority to either enforce or not enforce that law. So to me, it comes down to, well, who's going to enforce it, right? Right. So the governor and the mayors and presidents, they could pass all the laws they want, but who's going to be enforce it? Who's going to enforce it? And the ones that enforce it to me, they are the ones that have, the authority. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I think uh, that's a simplest way that I, that I'm trying to explain uh, what I'm saying. At the, I would say that all, all of that falls under checks and balances, like you were saying, because what if um, going back, like what if you were the governor and you had a political adversary? Well then, Oh, I'm going to go arrest you. You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, conflict of interest right there. It l- looks bad. Uh, but uh I know obviously the Bible says that all authority comes from God and God puts people in their positions of authority. So going back to where authority comes from, but um, I think it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because like you said, the law enforcement is, it's obviously in their job or their, their literal description. They enforce the law, but at the same time, especially in this state in California, you see law enforcement, they get in trouble for enforcing certain laws on certain groups of individuals via, you know, funding or their departments get undercut through political maneuvering. Yeah. For, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, and and, and I'm, then, not, I'm not even saying it's used right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying or, how that's, it's not, black and white as far as separation of influence, you know, like LAPD isn't completely like, yes, they work for the mayor in a sense, but you know, the mayor can put political Uh, pressure on the police chief to to go a certain direction with what is or isn't enforced. I see. Yeah. You're you're saying uh, the authority itself is influenced by outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. things outside right. outside people this or that yeah, yeah. it's, it's I get what uh, you're saying. Yeah. abused or channeled or influenced uh, one way or the other via politics uh, instead of just being allowed to move amongst the people with the laws that are on the books because like you said if the police department's leaning oh you know we would need to write up more traffic tickets. Well, then they're going to be on the lookout for more traffic tickets because mm-hmm. the mayor wants mm-hmm. more funding for whatever. Whereas, uh, like right now in California statewide, they don't want to, or they've changed the the settings of the laws as far as um, like what's a felony, what's a misdemeanor, categories. That's what's the word I'm looking for: the categorization of crimes. And so, cops aren't even bothering coming out for you know certain thefts or shoplifting so yeah yeah you see how the law is basically just trampled right and it's really discouraging because you have um a government organization that's supposed to uphold the law yet they're pretty derelict in their duty Mm -hmm. you know um not to say all law enforcement organizations are the same way because i think in like orange county um i know burbank which is technically part of la city but they their police departments are pretty pretty solid um and then you have some police departments that kind of go out of their way to scrutinize people to like the t of of a law description you know and hassling people right. needlessly mm-hmm. too yeah so it goes both ways so I I just had a thought right now that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you and see what you think. Okay. And I'll and I'll try to frame it in a question. So when the Bible the right we agree that the Bible says 
that um, not necessarily, it basically says respect those in authority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you go to England, you know, or, or British or whatever, Britain, everywhere that's ruled by some kind of king or communist uh, dictatorship or anything like that, everybody up above you pretty much has authority over you. Yeah. Right? Yep. Do you think when the pilgrims left right and we and we started america and we started when we wrote the constitution do you think that we chose to be self-governing so we wouldn't have the people in government having more authority than the citizens Right, because we were created to be self-governing, the people right. governing themselves. Yeah, and if that's the case, then we necessarily don't have authority over us, except for those that enforce the laws. Do you do you, do you see it that way, or or what's your take on uh, on that? It's kind of a hard th- hard question. Yeah, I, I do see it that way. Um, but so when they, I think the intent was when they said self-governing, obviously, yeah, you, you should make your own decisions for your life. They, they didn't, the founding fathers didn't want American lives to be micromanaged um, as far as, you know, where you can live, how much, you know, you can own, uh, who you can marry or what mm-hmm. religion you can choose to follow or not. But uh, another step or layer to self-governance was uh, back then, the representatives from each state were everyday individuals. So, you know, you had doctors or lawyers or tradesmen who would be elected officials. And I think uh, the capital was Philadelphia at the time. They would go... And basically were of the people, like, let's say like you, you ran for the representative of California, like everybody in your community would know you because you were just an every, everyday person working right. amongst everybody. Right. And so you knew what people needed or what the community was lacking or, you know, what areas it was excelling in. And you could go right. when the assembly was called to say, hey, this is what's going on in my state. This is what needs to be done, blah, 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 blah. Right. Instead of now where you have elected officials who barely even reside in their own districts and they yeah. don't, they're just there because, uh, well, one, there's no term limits, but they're, um, they're just trying to stay in politics as a career to, you know, enrich yeah. themselves and they could care less. A lot of them seems like they don't really want to even better their districts or understand the needs of their constituents. They just, they're in constant campaign mode or whatever keeps them in the headlines. And that's not the way the founding fathers intended. And so I think that's one flaw that was in the system when they created it, but it's not like they could foresee that, you know, cause they all thought that regular citizens could be a, an elected official 
and Mm -hmm. everything would be more smoothly run instead of career bureaucrats that we are overloaded with today. Yeah, they they never really thought they needed term limits because they would figure that person would just get voted out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? If people were... If Americans were doing their duty and voting. Right. You know. Because they thought people would, you know, uh, take a more vested interest in who they're electing. Because nowadays, not everybody, but it's still the minor few. You know, most voters don't even know about the bills they're voting on. Or not the bills, the uh, props, uh, props or measures. Even the way they word it, you know what sucks is even if you know about the prop, the way they word it on the ballot. Yeah. In this state, that is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. They do that on purpose to make yes, no, and no, yes. Right. They, that's because the, uh, the state's, um, attorney general is in charge of wording what's on the ballot. And so they make it, ambiguous um and the phrasing a little bit conf- or very confusing uh we yeah. saw it with the gas tax you know where it was a it was like a double negative yes you want to take away you know funding for the highway when it was they disguised it to be uh make it sound like it wasn't a gas tax but right it was um but yeah people they a lot of them vote for the same people over and over again just because it's you know a popular name which isn't necessarily a good thing because i mean we have Mm -hmm. the same people in california for decades and yet certain districts are worse off than they were at the beginning yeah and like i said before some of those people don't even live in their own district so what does that tell you it's like how can you represent people you don't even commune with and you don't even see or I mean it's just to me that's it makes no sense. We all know why they're doing it, but just on its face it's it's obviously dishonest and rooted in self interest. Absolutely. Just it's funny they'll vote to give themselves a raise and say their state or whatever is not getting any money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or or their district or whatever. Wherever wherever they're at, they'll vote to give themselves a raise and they say their area that they're governing is right. not getting enough money. Yep, exactly. Um, so staying on the random track, do you have any... So I've been off of Instagram... I've been off of Facebook for about two, three months. I don't remember exactly, but and I've been off Instagram for about two weeks now. Okay. So have you seen any conspiracy theories floating across the interwebs? Um, no, not really. Just the same usual ones that kind of just resurface every now and again. But I can't say I've seen anything, anything new or, or, um, uh, something that kind of catches my eye. I haven't really seen anything like that. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but when those ships were coming in, ships, there was the uh, Mercy and 
Oh, yeah, the um, hospital ships, yeah. The hospital ships, yeah. Yeah, there was one in New York and then one here in L.A. Yeah, yeah. So there was um, there was a thing going around saying that those ships were actually for children and women that were in uh, the sex slave rings that they were at, they were the ones that were actually getting treated on those ships and that um like somebody had posted a picture and it showed the gurney you know with the patient on there but it, you didn't see the patient mm-hmm. but the the bag on the that was hung up was like um like a vitamin bag so to speak. Oh, like an IV drip? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, for like um, someone that's been malnutrition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they can't take solid food or uh, or liquid. Yeah, they're just, they're just tore up. But yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that was actually going on? I'm not. Honestly, I haven't heard anything about that. I know that the captain of the ship that was here in Los Angeles, he was saying that they treated basically uh whatever a hospital would typically treat so you know you have like car accident victims uh people with respiratory uh issues surgeries childbirths uh, what was the other one yeah because it was supposed to be heart issues non-covid related yeah yeah so right yeah so whatever that was the other thing that people were saying because yeah. you know, they didn't want to give the children COVID or whatever. Right. Yeah, so that's that's what the captain of the ship said. So, I mean, I can't yeah. really go off anything else. That's coming from his mouth. So, I, yep. if anybody knows what's going on with that ship, it would be him for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I don't, but, I don't uh, know. I didn't yeah, hear anything about that. To, they were trying to keep it hush-hush because they were uh, – like, remember when, <laughs> when Tom Hanks was saying that him and his wife uh, got – the COVID, so they were stuck in Australia. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yep. So, someone was saying he got in trouble uh, with some kind of pedo stuff, and oh, okay. he didn't want to come over here to get in trouble. But then, like, two weeks later, he's like, hey, we're back in America. Yeah. So I was like, well, there goes that idea. Yeah, I can't really... Yeah, it's hard for me to really put any weight into a lot of those conspiracy theories because um, it's well, for one, I guess it's equates to gossip. Yeah. You're potentially, or you are tarnishing someone's name. And so Mm -hmm. even though if it's not true, you're still damaging their reputation. Um, So like, let's say those allegations weren't true. Well, either way in the back of your mind, that, that, that stuff that came up about them is still going to, be in the back of your mind mm-hmm. and to me that's really unfair because i Absolutely. know like if that was if i was in his shoes i wouldn't want somebody saying those things about me uh or you don't you don't want your family to hear those those things about you if you've never even done anything wrong yeah yeah uh, so Definitely. i don't really think that's right or fair um yeah uh unless there's clear evidence but i agree I agree. You gotta, if you're gonna, if you're gonna drag someone's name through mud, you better have a full stack of evidence. You know, like like when you when you prove 
somebody's guilty belief, um, uh, however that saying goes, beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Yeah. And so I think we kind of talked about uh, conspiracy theories during our uh, young adults meeting where people love, you know, a good conspiracy theory because it's juicy and it's intriguing. But most of the time, uh, things are chalked up to Occam's razor where, you know, the simple, simplest explanation is usually the reason why something is mm-hmm. the way that it is. So, I mean, to me, it seems pretty clear cut, you know, that they got COVID or were exposed to it. But then two weeks later, which is the period that you would be in isolation before you yeah, knew you were good or not. Yeah. Or and then they came back. So, I mean, to me that the math adds up and the logic's there. Yeah. So I can't really say, Oh, you know, it was because of this other reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd see. I, I just like, uh, like I'll, I don't mind hearing about conspiracy theories because I'll just, I'll just keep them in the, in the back of my head. Like, I think, you know, it could be true, but I'm not yeah. going to, you know, uh, put all my money on it or so to speak. You right. Know, but yeah. just so, so you can keep your eye open to see if, you know, more evidence stacks against that. Um, yeah. Claim. Right. If it holds up or not. Yeah. Cause you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to ignore everything. Right. Like, uh, there, there's that, um, story about the guy, um, it, there was a flood and the guy's on his roof and he was praying to God, God, save me from here. And a boat came. Yeah. Yeah. He had you know, like three own, chances. Yeah. And he didn't take them. Yeah. Like three chances to get off. And then he ends up in heaven and God's like, he's like, Hey God, I think you're going to save me. He goes, and God's like, dude, I sent you uh, a boat, a helicopter, yeah, and, you know, whatever else. And, he didn't take them. Yep. So, yeah, you just can't turn a blind eye, but you also can't put all your chips on it. You know, right? Yeah, you got to use your discernment with a lot of things and put them to the test to to see if it it holds up. Um, so that way, you're not always because if if you're constantly, you know, believing conspiracy theories you're just going to be like chaff in the wind going every which way yeah because you if you I, I know you obviously have but from what i've seen via conspiracy theories you know it's like every day a new one's popping up this this and this and this and this and this and it's like you're just you're gonna your brain's gonna explode from all these conspiracy theories it's like a lot of them mm-hmm. are just there for um what's the word like shock value or clickbait yeah type stuff just to get traffic yep. on their website um so a lot of that is dishonest in and of itself um so yeah i try to just keep away from that stuff certain things too this is, they'll manipulate a story or use um like catchphrases um to make it a basically like a dog whistle to call like to focus in on this one subject like, oh, you know, uh, Donald Trump did this, so that means that's happening, you know, and it's like they're, right, they're, right. they're kind of forcing, not forcing, they're kind of like leading your hand to connect the dots when really one situation doesn't have to do with the other. Yeah, yeah. The, the way I see it is whenever I hear any kind of theory or claim is twofold. 
One, is there enough evidence to support what you're saying? And two, can I do anything about it? Yeah. Right. For, for me to worry about it, it has to be those two things. It could, it can't be one or the other. Right. You know what I mean? Cause if you could do something about it, but it's, there's not enough evidence to back it up. Now you're just an idiot. That's acting irrationally yeah. because of something you heard. Mm-hmm. And two, if, if, there's enough evidence to support it, but you can't do anything about it. Why are you going to worry about it? Yeah, exactly. That's, you know what I mean? That's for God to handle really just right. to pray basically. Yep. Yeah. I, a lot of, um, back to what you were saying about, you know, well, one, we shouldn't worry or be anxious for anything. Um, but I don't know. I just, the way people present information, they want you to, so they want you to believe their conspiracy theory, right? But then if you ask them uh, about like their information, then it's always like a second hand. Oh, well, my buddy or so-and-so said that they heard from so-and-so. And it's like, dude, you don't even have the real source. You heard dude. it from like two or three other hearsays yeah. ago, yeah. you know? And it's like, I, the, that the makes best thing is, when you when you know of um, what are they called sites that kind of uh, like the Babylon Bee, yeah, satire. Well, yeah, satire. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, like that. So that's no, what like... cracks me up is when people will will share. Oh like, yeah, I've seen it on Facebook where they'll share it from the Babylon Bee, yep. which is like a I think they're a Christian satire. I'm not sure, bit, but but regardless, yeah, or the onions. But you got sites one. like that onion yeah or nine gag or whatever and they'll they'll post a satire story yep and then you'll have uh all these people sharing it like oh check this out yeah this is true everybody and then, gets da, da, da. all riled up yeah it's so funny yeah i've, I've seen yeah that. i've seen that yep it's and then a lot of times you'll see people like oh did you even read the article and then and then they'll say no, like they'll just they'll read the headline, read basically. the headline, yeah, or the <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thumbnail picture, and it's just like, man, right. So like every time someone sends me something where it's like, oh hey dude, look at this, or did you see this, and I, I click on the story, and I'm like, man, they're just they're trying to make the they're presenting the information in a way that's not even accurate, or right. like you said, it's just completely satire. There's another um, another one. That's in the satire category. It's called the Duffel Blog, which is satire for military-related matters. And you should mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. Well, not really, but there's a lot of veterans that share stories on there that have been deceived and like, oh, did you see what's going on in the military? Blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, if you see right there, the banner says Duffel Blog, so clearly it's it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. What's the problem is nobody does. If it's juicy enough, well, one, nobody does research. Two, if it's juicy enough, they almost don't want to do the research yeah, yeah. because they want to believe it so bad. You know, they'll just, they'll just, like the, um, was it the president or, or somebody did, um, the, uh, what is it called? Where you put your, the circle game. Circle game. You know, you put it, you put it on your thigh. 
you put a you make a circle with your hand. Oh yeah, and you yeah. Put it on your thigh. And you punch somebody then, or whatever uh, if they look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, what is the page? It's not nine gag, but it's another four chan. Oh yeah, which is a, a satire yeah. page. Also, yeah, came out and was like, oh, uh, this person was holding up the white power symbol. Yeah, I saw that. That was and the next thing promo. you know, politicians ran with it like crazy. Yep, yeah. And I'm and I'm Took like, and I storm. Even, I even had a buddy that I worked with on on base that he's was you know, he's an older gentleman, that same one that uh, we ran into the snake with. Uh-huh. He was a uh, um, he was uh, now I don't know if Republicans also fell for it, but I know a lot of uh, liberals did, a lot of Democrats did, and that's what that's what he was, you know. And that, and I think that's who was mostly was pushing the the story was the Democratic um, leaders. Yeah. So when I when I showed up to work, he's all, "Did you see so and so holding up the white power symbol?" And I'm all, "Bro, I said I used to play that in high school. That's called the circle game. You know, if if you used to put it below your thigh, and if somebody looked at it, you punched them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They mean they mean white power. There was an article that they, they means white. I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah, but they get so sold on it because they're they're lead, quote unquote yeah. leaders. Yep, tell them. I I came across excuse me, I came across that similar uh, phenomenon, and I was talking to other people my age because we all the game kind of came up with our generation. Well, I don't want to say came up, but yeah. it was pretty popular. And uh, I was asking everybody, I was like have you ever heard of this representing white power? And they're like, no, it it wasn't making sense. All of us were like, we've never ever heard of it being referenced to white power at any given time. So we were just all puzzled as to where it came from. I mean, maybe a fringe group uses it, a group of like five dudes out in the stick somewhere in the middle of the U S I don't know, but I mean, to say that that's, that's the widespread popular use for that is misleading to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I hate how the media or just people in general take something and run with it and then they yep. get outrage. And so it kind of feeds the beast when people see something like that. Well, the problem is too, is like nobody wants to be corrected. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, be, you know, I, I understand if, if people come out and they say, and you've never seen it, like, like that gentleman, he was from an older generation that that game was never part of. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's had older friends and nobody did it. And so I understand it's something that he's never seen before. Right. Right. And his, his leaders told him, Oh, they're doing this. And, oh, that's new. Okay. I get that. But then you have a younger generate you know two or three generations later gentlemen tell you hey no we actually used to do that in high school and it's actually this but and you're so closed-minded and not wanting to be correct because it's it makes the person that you don't like look bad so you want to hold on to they want to hold on to that yeah they want that leverage over them right even if it's false yep yeah unfortunately so that's the climate that we're in now. Yeah. 
Everyone wants to have hold something over their head or, you know, try to one up them or, you know, try to tarnish someone more so to, you know, get a job or gain votes. Yep. Excuse me. So, uh, you were saying when we were on our bike ride that uh, you were looking at buying one of those uh, two houses. Are are you still looking to to buy a house? Uh, I mean, I'm always on the lookout, but right now I'm just gonna stand pat because the market's still pretty high. Yeah. So I think uh, what with the looming, um, or not looming, but the present economic uh, downturn. I think more houses will be on the market at a at a lower rate than they are right now. So I'll probably I'll look more seriously probably next year. I think I'll start to see see those dominoes fall, but I'm not. Now I guess it wouldn't really be the ideal time to buy a house, but with all the stuff going on and just with the high yeah, prices. It, it really what the next so the next um year or so really depends on the businesses and whether they want to uh, disobey for lack of a better word the orders of not opening up their businesses like i guess there was a thing that went out on like before may 15th which was friday they were gonna um it was like defy the governor day for California uh-huh. um, saying that May 15th, they were going to open up all their businesses. Okay. All of California was going to open up. I don't. Then, so I tried to watch the news on Friday and I watched it this morning. Um, Channel two. Okay. And uh, nobody said anything about it. They, there was, they, they did highlight a couple businesses that were opening, uh-huh. but they didn't make it like the, they didn't make it seem like this mass. Yeah thing that a bunch of businesses were opened up so i don't know how true yeah or if it actually happened or maybe it's wait there people are waiting till monday right because it was a friday they're like i'm not gonna open up on the weekend yeah yeah so i'm kind of curious to see if that was a if there wasn't as big of a turnout or if it was a deliberate suppression of information because you know the media likes to control a narrative or dissuade people from doing something that for they sure. might not agree with or for sure, uh, you know, thumb their nose at people and say, Oh, you can't do this or uh, whatever, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, so I'm just kind of curious to see how that plays out, but, Oh, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. They, uh, the one business that they, um, highlighted was in Riverside County hmm. and the sheriff there, told cbs he said i'm not gonna tell them to close down right if they need to open up you know they're gonna that's what they're gonna do and um i haven't really heard what our share or i know kern county doesn't care but uh as far as la county's sheriff i don't know if uh he said they were gonna enforce I'm sure they are based off his rhetoric force anything other things. But, uh, I had asked my buddy, that's a police officer. 
and he said everybody in LA County, like, cause when, um, in April they were going to do a protest, mm-hmm. um, for, to open up jobs and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, the mayor of Lancaster said that he was, he put out a thing on his, um, Facebook page, Facebook. Yeah. Saying that he was going to have protesters arrested. Yeah. So I brought that up to my, my buddy, uh, one, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, uh, so, Hey, uh, is this, I read him word for word what the art, but our mayor said, and he goes, yeah, right. He was like, Nobody in, uh, nobody in Lancaster or Palmdale is gonna do that. He said, uh, um, a lot of the dudes that work out here now, um, were from his class, and he's like, they're all normal, red blooded American dudes that they want the jobs to open up as much as you know the job owner does. What? So yeah. he's like. He's he's like I like this. He said that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, that's encouraging to hear. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, definitely, especially being a part of L.A. County, you know. Yeah, because because there's different counties that are like San Bernardino County. That's a legit county to be a part of. Kern County is a legit mm-hmm. one. Um, I think King County, a couple of the other ones, they're they're pretty good to be. Uh, a part of, but you got some of the liberal ones that are like, you know, LA County yeah. or, um, in San Francisco and stuff like that, that they're, um, Orange County is pretty good too. Yeah. Orange County is pretty good. Yep. So. Okay. We'll see, man. Hopefully it all plays out pretty smoothly and fairly quickly. Definitely, man. I'm ready for things to get back to normal. Yeah. That'd be nice to go uh once my kids are get better at riding bikes. I'm trying to teach them how to ride ride bikes right now with training wheels mm-hmm. and stuff. So as soon as they can start riding on their own a little bit, I want to take them to uh a Paul Park. Oh yeah, that's a good place to for them to get their feet wet on the bike. Yeah, I think they'd have a blast. Yeah. I think uh going riding around over there. Uh riding bikes aside, I think Apollo Park's open right now. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I've seen a few people post pictures from there within the past few days. I wonder when uh because I thought I was under the impression when... that the county had all the parks closed, but I don't know how that Yeah, because it's a it's a federal isn't it a, like a federal park? I I don't know. I can't remember what entity that park falls under because they even have um a sheriff that yeah will open it up stay there and then close it up yeah yeah they'll have, and they'll even have like a patrol car that drives around there sometimes the park so i don't know yeah yeah exactly i'm not sure <clears throat> but yeah that park's pretty cool um you got anything else not really man pretty uh touched all the bases pretty much 
Yeah, it was pretty good. We went several different directions with yeah, that. Yeah, a little here, a little there. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the next one should be a good one. We'll see what um, what we're going to yeah, talk we'll about. Cook up something pretty good, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this next week's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going back to work. Okay. So I'm sure I'll have some, some things to talk about yeah. there. I'll be off some and then, uh, for the next few weeks. Yeah. And then uh, I think there's uh, going to be some, maybe some businesses and stuff opening up defiantly. So, you know, the further into the month we get, yeah. I think there's going to be more, more things yeah. happening. Especially so. closer to summer and the holidays and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Cool. Man. All right, man. Have a good night. Take it easy. You too. Can hear her say